sometimes make you sad? Yeah. Sometimes it's hard. The hard choices are hard. It's not easy to take your life back, guys. If it were, everybody would be at goal weight. It's not easy. This is the easiest hard thing you're ever going to do. But when you push your feelings, when you manage your emotions and you push functionality forward and you push your feelings back for the moment so you can do what you have to do, just like me in that ICU room, just like Christy in the ring, then you can keep moving forward towards your goal. And I promise you, it gets easier every time you say no to Margarita Monday, every meal you say no to that you just don't need, every loaf of bread you say, don't go ahead and bring that to the table. We're over having steaks tonight. We're having salad just the Brussels sprouts. I promise you it gets easier. And it's worth it. It is. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. And in this box, Carrie, you remember like the old 70 game shows, the 80s and stuff where yes. they did, had different celebrities in the boxes and like the tic-tac-toe. I don't know. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, you would choose the celebrity and they would either ask a question or help you answer the question. That's remember right. Remember that? And you could win like $1,000 and everybody yeah. like, ah! Well, Carrie is in this box. <laughs> And I appreciate you being here with me. I'm excited. This is a fun one we're going to talk about today. Yeah. We're going to let Carrie kind of open up with a story because I like to give you, we'd like to give you context on why are we talking about this, you know, and kind of how it started off. But we're today we're talking about functionality versus feelings, functionality versus feelings. And this came up like so many of our podcast topics from Carrie's farm. And it it just brought up so many other things. I was like, you know what? We got to do a podcast on this because Carrie, it was really uh, quite an eye-opening thing that happened to you. It was. And I think that I, I, I want to tell you what happened and I want to talk about the progression of how I've changed over the years. And this was funny because when I put things on Instagram, I get a different response than if I put things on Facebook. Have you noticed that, Christy? Oh. The people on Facebook have a different, not everybody, but there's a little bit of a different vibe. I've noticed. And TikTok, sis. Yeah, TikTok's a way oh. different vibe. That's true. I'm not on there quite as much as you, TikTok. But so I put on Instagram and Facebook a video of me finding a weird bird in my barn. Stuck in the corner. All my chickens were really upset. The bird was pretty little, you know, just, I don't know, about that big. How big is that, Christy? Six yeah, inches? Yeah, like maybe maybe eight Seven, inches tall. Eight, I don't know. I'm not good at estimating. <laughs> it was a baby. So anyway, yeah, it was a baby and it was making a funny sound. I thought it was my female turkey and I was looking, looking, and I was like, why is my turkey making that sound? And all of a sudden I realized it was this bird. So I threw a towel over it, grabbed it. And I sent a video to my dad, our dad saying, dad, what is this? I pretty much knew it was a hawk, but it was a baby and they look a little different. It was all eyes, all eyes and talons, uh, big old talons. So I went ahead and put it in a cage until we could safely release it. But what I thought was interesting was the response of people on Facebook, like, oh my God, what a beautiful little baby. How could you be mad at a baby? Well, what a lot of people don't realize, people that have met, the same people that ask me how chickens go in their coop at night, 
because they don't know they are, you know, they live in New York city. They live in, you know, big cities. They don't know is that hawks love to eat chickens. They love to eat chickens. So a hawk is not a welcome thing on my farm. It's not something I enjoy seeing. Well, I told Christy, every time I see it making lazy circles in the sky, I don't think, Oh, La Homa. I don't, I think, Oh my gosh, there's a hawk that could potentially eat one of my chickens go away. So finding this baby hawk is such a different perspective for me, but I will tell you that story leads me to something else about this concept of functionality versus feelings, Christy. When I very first started owning chickens, owning birds, owning goats, owning sheep, it was all about give me all of them and they're so cute and I want them to be fluffy and beautiful and nobody has to do anything except for be adorable and look at these cute pictures I'm taking and this and that. Well, I have grown by a hundred times since I very first started with my first little six chickens. I now have geese, peacocks, I have guineas, I have, I mean, I have a lot of different types of birds. And so, and of course, different animals as well. So my feelings had to come to the background and to the forefront had to come functionality. So I have seen that shift in me take place as someone is as a farm. So I have silkies. Anybody that knows what a silky is, Christy, they're super cute, fuzzy chickens. They're just about good for nothing. Let me tell you, they don't lay consistently. They get super broody, but they're adorable and they're sweet. When I was first starting out, I was like, I want all the silkies. Oh my gosh, give me silkies. Now I'm like, my friend just the other day was like, you know, my daughter loves those little silkies. And I was like, I'm putting my last one in a box for you. Do I love them? Yes. But functionality has to supersede feelings, especially when you're talking about running, when you're talking about running livestock and birds. And that has been a big shift. Christy, I wonder if years ago I would have been like, let's rehab the hawk in a cage and let's name it Larry and, and, and train it to bring back rocks. And I don't know what I would have thought back in the day. Now I was like, get it away from my, that's a predator. Yeah, it's a predator. Get it away from my farm. The functionality had to supersede my feelings. So that's what started this topic. Let me jump in here about the the lamb, Lammy. We we called the lamb Lammy, but the lamb has since been renamed Jojo because she's at a different farm. So Carrie had sheep. It gave birth to lamb twins. One of it died and the other one almost died. The mother completely rejected it in order. Carrie and Brandon saved her life, brought the baby lamb into the house because it was cold and had to bottle feed it, uh, put it in one of the dog kennels. It was teeny tiny. And so I came to visit when the lamb was about 10, nine or 10 days old. And of course, it's like, you know, you think of the old Bible stories. It's like a Jesus holding a lamb. It's pure white. Like it's, it looks like a, a, an animated lamb. Like it was so cute, but I remember Carrie and you, and, and you didn't not love it. Of course you loved it, but you said you, I remember we had diapers on the lamb because the lamb was inside the house. It could not be let out. There are coyotes that are way too close. So it carries out in the middle of nowhere. It can't be let out. It can't be left alone with the dogs. The dogs kind of gang up on it a little bit and push it around a little bit. It wasn't real strong enough on its legs yet. I mean, it, it just, it, it needed to be kind of be near you guys all the time because there was nobody to protect it except for you. And I remember you said something about this lamb is not supposed to live. Lambs are not supposed to live in the house. They're not supposed to have little diapers on because they had a little diaper rash kind of in its little booty area. 
And you said he's not supposed to be, she's not supposed to be living in a kennel. She needs to be living with a herd, learning how to become a lamb, a, a sheep. And it just kind of like, cause functionality versus feelings, your feelings are like, I want to sleep with this lamb until it poops and pees in your bed. You know, it's not meant to sleep in a human bed. It's not meant to be in a house. It's not meant to be around people and sit on the couch. And it was really good. You said, I love it. I love Lammy. It's just that this lamb needs to go on and learn how to be a lamb. We need to get it rehomed to someone who can actually introduce it safely into a flock. And that is Christy a year ago. I would have never have been able to do that. What we did. And I sold it to a woman named Mary. Uh, she's an awesome, she's become my friend. They have integrated it into their sheep and it has been fine. And it still comes and sits on the couch on the back porch and still, it still bottle feeds. I mean, it's just adorable, just so cute. But Christy, that's exactly it. That my, the functionality of having a lamb in the house had to, I had to put my feelings on the back burner. People, Christy, were insane about this lamb. Did I tell you that I got people? One person actually said, it's like the lamb of God. Oh and I was gosh, like, Carrie. no, no, I didn't tell you that. No. <laughs> yes. And I said, no, it's a lamb. It's not the lamb of God. It's a lamb. The lamb of God, Jesus Christ is not this lamb that's in my house. I just, and that's what happened. People it's very hard to separate functionality from feelings. And they, they, were, they were shocked and appalled that I could get rid of that lamb after it being so cute and me loving it. And it's not about me not loving it. It's about the functionality of a farm. I have to get up early. I need to sleep. My dogs have to be able to live in this house. I can't expect us to all flex around the lamb for a long time. Now we did it when we had to, we got it stable. We sold it. It was fine. So we weren't cruel. We're never cruel, but I think the hawk is cute. I think the fuzzy chickens are cute. I like the baby lamb, but it's gotta make sense for the farm that I have to consider functionality. And I find, especially on social media, that nobody understands functionality. Everybody's all about the feelings, the feelings, the feelings. Someone had a pit bull the other day. They're like, can you believe this pit bull was gonna be put down? But I also noticed it was in a home with no other animals. So you have to say, is this a dog? And not just pit bulls, guys. It doesn't matter if it was a German shepherd or whatever. I just saw this video. They're like, why would somebody do that? And I agree, we should rescue as many dogs as we can. But can that dog be around other animals? Well, who's going to adopt that dog? You know, so it's you have to think about functionality as well as the way you feel about something. So then let's take this to Code Red. Because you guys, this is this is rebel weight loss and lifestyle. Of course, I'm really glad when I created this podcast that I put and lifestyle because so much is lifestyle. You know, there's so much of us that we bring our lives into these podcasts. We love to hear about your lives. You know, when you guys give us permission, we share stories. We always bring up our coaches lives, you know, then they give us permission to do that. And when you're talking about weight loss, it you have to put your feelings on the back burner because you'll feel like giving up. You'll feel like going to Margarita Mondays. You'll feel like ordering up Domino's pizza when you get home from an exhausting day at the office where you're in, in having a confrontation with your boss. You'll feel like going out to Golden Corral after church. But we are trying to get to 
a bigger thing here. You get functionality over, over, over feelings here. And the functionality is you're trying to extend your life. You're trying to save your life. You're trying to get off medications. You're trying to control your uh, psoriatic arthritis. You're trying to alleviate your, uh, I'm trying to think of the foot plantar fasciitis. There are so many things you're trying to do here. So we're putting our feelings on the back burner and we're putting our health first for bigger reasons. Well, let me ask you rebels that are listening a question rhetorically out here to the, to the worldwide listening audience. Do you think that I enjoy doing like food prep on Sunday? Do you think I like getting everything out of the freezer and having to think about it? And it's a chore. It's a lot of work. Do you think Christy, I mean, we, it's not like we dread it, but it's, it's, a lot. It's not what I would love to do on a Sunday. I would never do this is sit around with my feet up and read the magazines. Christy got me for Christmas and eat bonbons, but it's not about what I feel. It's about what has to be done. What has to be done on Sunday is cook up those chicken breasts. What has to be done is get the deer meat out of the freezer and put a pot roast in the crock pot for Monday. What has to be done is, Hey, Brandon, do we have enough veggies for the week? My husband eats probably 75% vegetables. Do we have enough? Anne Marie, what do you want to eat this week? Are you okay with salad and then chicken on top? Like, are we going to do, do we have ranch dressing? So my functionality of being able to stay on track and eat this way and not go out to eat and, and, and keep up this lifestyle and make sure that my family is well-fed it, my feelings have to come to the back burner and the functionality has to come to the front. So there are times when you do not feel like boiling those eggs and making that egg salad and frying up the bacon and prepping it all and measuring and weighing like people do on a custom on a a home study program. You're not going to feel like it, but you've got to push those to the back and you have to say, I have to remember what's really important here. And that's the functionality of taking your life back. Well, I certainly didn't feel like uh, just drinking my water on my road trip uh, out to go camping here recently. You know, I had almost a three hour drive into the remote wilderness, not a soul inside. Nobody would ever see me. Nobody would ever know. And I could have gone face down in a bag of red vines and, and Mike and Ike's and trail mix. And it, I felt like that would have been that, that I would, if I would have gone with my feelings, but let me tell you functionality, I would have had zero because I would have been in massive pain. I would have had inflammation. My injuries always fill a, a, a flare up when I have sugar. Uh, so I, we put our feelings on the back burner constantly. So there's two ways you can, there are two things we're talking about. I'm talking about the bigger, we're talking about bigger picture of putting our feelings about uh, like long-term goals, wanting to get off medication, wanting to get, get out of the pre-diabetic status, wanting to lose some weight, wanting to sleep better, have more energy, get your libido back. Um, so, you know, that's the, that's the functionality. That's the bigger picture. So we're putting our feelings on the back burner. And then there's a shorter term where you meal prep on Sundays, like what Carrie brought up, because we don't feel like you think she felt like Carrie. I mean, you guys, Carrie's got like four full-time, four big jobs, not including her marriage and her husband that she's stretched so thin meal prepping, not her favorite thing to do. And so we definitely understand that on Sundays, we call that meal prep day and mind prep day. She put her feelings on the back burner because of functionality. Christy, well, all of you listening know, if you've been around for a while that Christy and I love Joyce Meyer. 
She is a Christian evangelist, just an amazing woman. And we follow her, we listen to her, and we discuss her. We sometimes even take her ideas. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Joyce. We love you. If you ever happen to listen to our podcast, Christy would love to speak at one of your conferences. Okay. M. I put up the letter M so I would not forget. Joyce said it just the other day. Manage your emotions. Ooh. Manage your emotions. Learn to manage your emotions. And I looked at that baby hawk and I thought, oh, we should rehab. And I thought, Carrie, manage your emotions because it's cute now. Doesn't mean it won't try to kill every chicken in this barn later. It needs to go somewhere away from your chickens. Manage your emotions. Yes, the baby lamb is cute. Yes, I want it to know me and love me and cuddle with me and stay on our farm forever. I had to manage my emotions. Yes, I had a hard day at work. And the scale hasn't moved in two days because I haven't pooped and I haven't hit my water goal, but I'm going to manage my emotions right now that are telling me to stop by Domino's on the way home and just get mm. two pizzas and call it good. So ladies and gentlemen that are li listening to us, boys and girls, people of all ages, you have got to learn to manage your emotions, which is part of pushing functionality forward and pushing your feelings backwards. We're not saying you can't experience these feelings. We're not saying that you can't know that they exist and acknowledge them and be sad. It's just like when your kids are sad, they have to go to school. You don't tell them you don't have to go to school. You say, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I know school is hard, but you're going to be out in a week. Okay, get up, get your backpack. Let's go. We are teaching our children to manage their emotions manage them because that is the, this whole fear of missing out. Oh, but all the other girls are having margaritas and nachos. Okay. Manage your emotions. You are going to be okay. And I say this to myself as well as anybody listening right now, it is not easy. It is not easy to make the hard call when a chicken is sick and we have to, we have to put it down. That's a hard call. But I have to say, do I want the rest of the flock infected if I can't, if I can't, or do I say, if I can't make it better, or do I say, Carrie, it's going to be okay. You know, you can bring up other chickens. You're sad for this loss and you're going to move on. You have to manage what is going on in your head in order to reach your goals and in order to take your life back and stay healthy. When I'm mad at my husband, Christy, and I get mad at him sometimes, I have to say, this is what you're feeling in this moment, moment, Carrie. It's not what happens all the time. So manage it so you don't cause a big thing. And then you can talk about what's really going on and not your flittery PMS crazy emotions sometimes. Well, commitment doesn't care how you feel. And no. that goes along with your goes along with raising your kids. It goes along with your marriage. It goes along with how your your company, it goes along with your commitment at work. It goes along with your commitment to your healthy lifestyle. You signed up for Code Red because you were sick and tired of being fat, sick and tired. You are here listening because you are needing the support. You're needing uh, the, the motivation. You're needing the support, education, information, and love. You're here right now because you committed to yourself and you committed to your future by adopting the proper human diet and 
focusing on real food, water, and sleep. So it doesn't, commitment doesn't care how you feel. It doesn't, well, I don't feel like it. Oh, no, 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 that's not even a factor. We don't get, you show up, you get up, you walk to the bathroom, you go potty, you strip down naked, you weigh yourself and you write down that weight every single morning. Then you turn and you grab that water. It should be handy. And then you get on with your day. You write down your sleep score. You track your water, your weight. You track your sleep every night. It's a commitment. And you made a commitment to your healthy lifestyle. We know this works. We're not just pulling this out of thin air. It's floating around. We're just, you know, we know it works. We know that tracking these things, that's going to yield good results because it's going to keep them on the forefront of your mind. You made a commitment. It doesn't matter how you feel. Functionality versus feelings. And it does get easier. After a oh, while, sure. When does. I was a brand brand new nurse, Christy, my patient was coding. I was working in the ICU. My patient was coding, and the person who it's the patient that's coding, generally goes in the room. They don't run the code. They may get it started. Now, a code is when someone stops breathing, or their heart stops beating, or they go into a regular rhythm, and we have to shock them. We have to give them medications. It's a life or death situation. So I'll never forget my patient was coding and I got really upset. First of all, that I didn't catch it earlier. I should have. I mean, and as I got better, I did when you're new, you're new. And I remember trying to walk out of the room because everyone's like 57 year old man with, you know, hyperkalemia and he's got a, you know, you know, a history of a bypass and he's here for, you know, uh, multiple clots and then they're going doing that. And I wasn't in the middle of it, even though I should have been, I kind of got pushed out and I tried to leave the room. And I was with another nurse that was more experienced and they grabbed my arm and they said, get back in there, get back in there. Mm. And I walked back in the room. He said, this is your patient. And it made me upset because mm. I wanted to go with my feelings of being scared of feeling not adequate of not knowing what to do, but I had to be smart in that moment. I had to manage my emotions and I had to move forward with the functionality of saving that patient's life. And I walked back and I back and I was like, this is my patient right before this. He said he was short of breath. I turned up his oxygen and I'm making this up because it's been 20 years. So I don't remember any of it, but something <laughs> like that happened. And I jumped in and I performed well. I, you know, I was able to manage how I felt in that moment, but I'm just here to tell you, Sometimes you're going to have those moments, guys, where someone has that open bag of chocolate chips in the freezer. And you have to say to yourself, Carrie, stop, manage your emotions. You don't need to get a handful every time you walk by. You walk over, someone's going to grab your arm, an older, wiser nurse like Christy, Christy and Carrie, we're going to grab your arm. We're going to say, get back in there, get back in there go back in. You have a job. You have something to do. They need your help. And you're going to take those chocolate chips. And it may sound stupid. How does a code relate to chocolate chips? It does relate guys, because the more you can manage your feelings, the more you can push forward with having your life. And after that situation was over, Christy, I processed those feelings. So it's, I don't want you to ignore them. I want you to talk to somebody that you care about on the pages. Yeah. It sucked to go to Margarita Monday and not have a margarita. I really struggled. I went in the bathroom and I cried perfectly. Okay. Perfectly. Okay. To experience that. I said, I didn't know what to do. I felt so inadequate. This older nurse said, you did a great job. You handled it well. You have to trust your instinct. So it's perfectly experienced. We're not saying don't have those emotions. We're not saying don't say the baby hawk is cute. Don't say the God, the lamb of God, just teasing, the lamb is cute. We're not saying that. We're saying experience them, but manage it and move forward and get the work 
done that needs to be done so you can be healthy, so you can bend over and tie your freaking shoes, so you can not cry every time you go to put clothes on, so you can not hide behind everybody in every family picture. That's the work that has to be done. And that's more important than the chocolate chips in the freezer. And it's more important than the baby hawk and the baby lamb and the silky chickens. And y'all, if you've been listening, you understand how all that relates. If that's a sound bite, it's not going to make any sense. <laughs> no, no, right. If they, if the podcast guys section that off for a sound bite, no one's going to know. Now I want to name the podcast to manage your emotions instead of functionality versus feelings, but yeah. I'll figure out something. So, Carrie, <laughs> boxing is all about managing yes. your emotions. And yes. you can always tell a fighter, not always, you can sometimes predict the fighter the, who's going to win before the fight even starts by the one who's the most calm because so much, and, and you just revert back to your training. Um, you know, that's why people in these barroom brawls, when they get hit, everybody freaks out when they get hit, but training is up. Boxing training is all about getting hit all over and over and over that way. When you get in the ring, you're so desensitized to it, but it's all about staying calm when people are throwing things in the ring, screaming your name, the music is loud. The lights are in your eyes. The, the noise is deafening. I fought at Madison square garden in 2008 and the noise level is deafening. And I, I fought, really? a, I fought in Costa Rica. Uh, uh, I was at around the same time and it's just that they don't have, it's just the noise of the crowd. Like, ah, ah, you know, it's just, and, you just have to, and it can really rev you up. It can really get you worked up and worked into a tizzy. And it's all about steady breathing and just being very relaxed and keeping your body relaxed. You hold tension in your shoulders. So fighters want to raise their shoulders a lot. You want to keep those shoulders down and you want to keep that neck relaxed. You just want to stay. You want to be able to roll with the punches when they start coming at you. And when you're tense and when you're freaking out and you don't manage, it's all about managing emotions. It's all about, and that's why seasoned fighters do so well because they are so good at putting their feelings on the back burner and just reverting to their training. Uh, so that's a great point about just man managing your emotions. Uh, you know, you guys, it, when you are crying in the bathroom because you, you are not able to have, or you're choosing not to have the margarita with, with the girls, that's what the code red network is for. We yes. want you to cry on our shoulder. We want to be here for you. We want to hear all of that stuff. Maybe your mother-in-law doesn't want to hear it. Maybe you're sick of your, your husband's sick of hearing it. Maybe the coworkers are sick of hearing about this code red check, the girl with the hair. Come to us, come to the network. That's what we do. We coach seven days a week and we are there and we will all wrap our arms around you and say, yeah, we get it, Karen. We're, we totally, you know, and the girls and people will come behind you and they will help you um, either if you need advice or they'll just listen to you. And that's what's so great about the Code Red Network because we want to see you. It's not okay. It's not okay that you, that you choose the margarita, but it's okay. So we're glad that you didn't, but it's okay that you, that you cried about it. You know, crying is okay. Stumbling, crawling is okay. Falling is okay. Like all that's okay. Quitting is not okay. And backsliding an old Christian term. That's not okay. So we want to hear in the code red network, if you're struggling and you don't have a support system, um, and you are trying to find that, uh, we, we, that's what we want to be for you. Oh, I love that. And, you know, I oftentimes going back to the fighting thing, Christy, you have said you can't get angry. That's the thing about a bar fight. You're mad. You're yeah, mad. Right. And you're going to lose everything, you know, when you get mad. And I think that's what made you so good, Christy, is that you can divert 
you know, you can cover up your emotions. I'm teasing. You can divert your emotions and you can focus on the training. And so what we're asking you to do is, is it hard? Yeah. Do, do, is it sometimes make you sad? Yeah. Sometimes it's hard. The hard choices are hard. It's not easy to take your life back guys. Either if it were, everybody would be at goal weight. It's not easy. This is the easiest hard thing you're ever going to do. But when you push your feelings, when you manage your emotions and you worry, you push functionality forward and you push your feelings back for the moment so you can do what you have to do, just like me in that IC room, just like Christy in the ring, then you can keep moving forward towards your goal. And I promise you, it gets easier every time you say no to Margarita Monday, every meal you say no to that you just don't need, every loaf of bread you say, don't go ahead and bring that to the table. We're okay. We're having, we're having steaks tonight. We're having salad, just the Brussels sprouts. I promise you it gets easier. And it's worth it. It is. It is. When I, and, times. You know, sis, when I went to go take, I know I keep bringing up my camping trip because I just did it here recently. It's kind of fresh on my mind. But when I did go to pack up for my camping trip, I didn't, I didn't even think about like, I, I knew I don't, I don't even want it. I don't want the sugar. I didn't want the chips. I didn't want the travel food that you normally have in your car. When you're traveling three hours, I wanted to feel great. I wanted to sleep great. I didn't want to have a headache. I didn't want to have a stomach ache. I didn't want to deal with the bloating and the, and the ache throughout my old injuries from the inflammation. I didn't want to deal with anything. I came back lighter on the scale, even though I started my period. And so I choose that it does get easier and it, it is, it is worth it. If you make those choices, a hundred percent agree, hundred percent. We hope you enjoyed this episode of rebel weight loss and lifestyle. We do appreciate you being here and without you, we wouldn't have uh, this at this podcast and we're still ranked pretty high in the health and fitness space or whatever they, whatever space we're in health, fitness, weight loss, something like that. So we thank you and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to rebel weight loss and lifestyle. If you want to stay connected to other rebels like you, join us in our private network. Our Code Red app is a one-stop shop, free from ads, algorithms, censorship, and a place where you can see, listen, and watch everything Code Red. You'll be encouraged, motivated, and fired up to stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Get recipe ideas, tips, tricks, and help from coaches, mentors, and other rebels. You can also purchase products, programs, and coaching all right there in one place. And if you have any trouble navigating the app, we're right there to help you. So go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP to join for free. And I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.